We know that the RBA is only going to cut rates in Australia if one of two things, if not both things happen. Number one is if inflation comes under control. Now, although inflation is dropping down, it's still not where they actually want it to be or something breaks. And boy, has something broken in the world economy with banks in the US collapsing over the weekend. If you're interested, keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now you'll probably find myself smiling a lot more than usual because just today we found out that we have actually been the finalist in the industry awards. So the Real Estate Business Awards happens every single year and everyone comes together. We've got sales agents, we've got real estate agents, property managers. It is the main industry awards for the real estate industry. I'm super grateful to have become a finalist for two categories. Number one category is the Rising Star award and I'll talk a little bit more about this in my upcoming videos. Now more importantly was the buyer's agency of the year award. Now I'm proud to say that we are a finalist in this category as well and what's more exciting is that we're actually the youngest company on that list of finalists. So I'm very happy. Thank you so much for the support in sharing these videos and also coming out and becoming your client as well. If you're interested in our help as the buyer's agency then definitely use the link in the description below to head across to the website or if you want to check out a detailed version of exactly what is involved, a step-by-step -step process, definitely go check out this video. Now, if you aren't aware about the ongoing situation in the US at the moment with their banking crisis, definitely go onto YouTube and check out a bunch of other creators that have made videos about this specifically. Now, as you know, I'm an Australian based channel, so I'm not going to talk too much about what's happened in the US, but let's just cover off the main points. And then from there, you can dive deeper into it with a bunch of other creators that are already covering this topic. Now, Silicon Valley Bank has just collapsed and this has caused so much distrust in the banks. And it's meant that regional banks have had their share prices drop hard. And this is causing a lot of turmoil. And it's essentially what has happened is that when interest rates go up, you suddenly have bonds that are paying you so much more. So to explain it in the simplest way possible, it's that a couple of years ago, you could go out there and say, okay, I'm going to put my money into this bank. And the bank goes, well, great, we've got all this money, but I want to make some money on this as well. So you go in, put it as a deposit, they go out and then go and buy bonds. In this case, at the time, maybe the bonds were paying about 1%. Now what's happened is a couple of years later, we've seen interest rates increase so quickly. Now the government's issuing bonds that pay maybe three to 5%. So those older bonds, that are paying 1% aren't actually as desirable as you could get a bond now. What happens is all those people that have deposited money in the bank may come out and say, well, now I can just go and buy a bond myself and I can make this return or I'm going to go do something with this money. And Silicon Valley Bank has a lot of investors that are startups, right? So they may need the money and whatnot. And when you suddenly get a lot of people coming in at the same time, the bank needs to sell off its positions to be able to go and cater for that. But because the bond yields have actually risen, they're not a desirable. So when they go ahead and sell their bonds back into the market, it attracts a significantly lower price to what they paid for it. So they're actually making a loss. But then you have a liquidity crisis because if people want more money from the bank, which is your own money, they can't because the bank's already allocated that money to something else, another financial instrument. So in order to give their depositors the money back, they have to sell their positions. And we saw this at scale. It happened very quickly. And this is effectively what happens when you use short-term money for long-term treasuries. And that's what's happened. And as a result of that, you've got all these regional banks losing more than 30% on their share price. So trading had to be halted. You can check out this graph here. It's wild to see this sort of move. I mean, this is the sort of move you expect in like crypto or NFTs, but it's happening with real banks operating in the US. So why is this also relevant to what the RBA is going to do and why it could mean a pivot for not only the US, but Australia here as well? Well, in order to answer that, let's take a step back. Before all of this stuff happened, we knew that Philip Lowe had come out at the last meeting and said, look guys, um, we need to now assess all of the data, all of the metrics that are in the economy, like inflation, 
looking at unemployment, looking at consumer sentiment, retail spending, a lot of these things because it generally takes about nine months before those rates come into effect. Now, it's about a year since we increased their rates for the first time. Only now are people starting to feel the pain. He's also aware that we've got this mortgage cliff. If you're interested in my thoughts around the mortgage cliff and why I don't think it's gonna be as bad as people say, definitely go check out this video. But keeping all of this stuff in mind, he was already prepping the market to go and pause in April. Now, if you remember last year, I said, look, I predict that by the time December comes around, that's probably gonna be the last increase in rate. Now, clearly I was wrong and now hindsight's a beautiful thing, but we had inflation tick a little bit higher than I thought and it stuck around for a little bit longer. We had a 25 basis increase in Feb and in March. So about 50 points higher than where I thought we were gonna ultimately stop. Now, the certainty around a pause in April is getting higher day by day. You can check out this, which is the RBA rate tracker. And this is showing now a significant fall in the expectations for a 25 basis point increase. Effectively meaning we have now an 89% chance of an expectation around rates pausing in April. Now, if we look at historically when rates pause and when they start cutting from that point, it's generally about six to nine months. So if we did see a pause now, the earliest we could potentially see a cut, if history is to prove the same, then we could see a cut as early in September or as late as something like December, which would still put us in 2023. Now, the truth is nobody really knows. When we make these predictions, it's with all the information at that present time, but things change. And that's why you need to adapt. If I kept saying, well, look, I don't think interest rates are gonna go up and they continue moving up. And I'm like, no, they're not gonna go up and they keep going up. I'm gonna come across like an idiot. But now when you assess with the new information that we have, it's better for them to actually go and pause. Although personally, I believe they should just go and smash inflation right up front. You've already done the hard yards. Everyone already hates you as the RBA and the treasurer. So you may as well just pump it with another 25 basis points at the next meeting, although I think they're probably gonna pause. Now, looking at bond yields, you can figure out what the market's really pricing in for the next six to 12 months, at least. What we've seen is in the US, the two-year note yields have plunged by 57.2 basis points to about 4%, which is the biggest one-day drop since Black Monday stock market crash in 1987. Sean Osborne, the chief FX strategist at Scodia Bank in Toronto, says it's largely a reflection of the market's repricing the Fed rate outlook. And what the Fed futures rates is suggesting is that the Fed's terminal rate is now sliding to 3.84% by December, which is super interesting because only last week was it pricing in above 5%. They were also pricing in that they were gonna increase their rates by 50 basis points at the next meeting. So if you remember last month, they pretty much increased by 25 basis points saying, ah, inflation's not a big problem. And then they suddenly had all this data come through and like, oh shit, we better smash this down while we can. And last week they had about a 70% chance that they were gonna increase by 50 basis points. Now CPI data is coming out tomorrow. I'm not sure when you're watching this, but it's probably already out. And what's going to be important is if that number is higher than what they expect, they're going to be in a position where they pretty much had to bail out depositors and a bank. And on the flip side, they're also going, well, we're still going to increase rates because we want to dry up liquidity and then take care of inflation. Now, I personally think they should still increase rates. Their situation is different to us here in Australia, but anyone's guess as to what happens next. I've still got three predictions still in play for this year for the remainder of 2023. And I think it's very important to actually take into consideration this as you go ahead and make your own decisions. Again, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm some guy on YouTube, as you know, wears a black t-shirt and sort of talks you through my opinions and what goes through my head. It's up to you what you want to do with that information. The three predictions that I still have in play as of last year that I still think it's going to play out this year is that number one, I think rates will cut in Q3 of the calendar year in 2023. So that's anywhere between August and November. Sometime around there is when I think the first rate cuts will occur in Australia. Number two is that Australian property prices will end the year higher than when they 
started. Now we've all seen the headlines around 25% decreases, but I think it's the opposite. We've seen over the last 50 to 60 years, every time we've had a down year in Australian property, the following year has been green 100% of the time. And I'm just basing it on facts. I'm basing it on historical data. I'm not making shit up here. That's what it says. So for me, I still believe that we're gonna have a bottoming out process now. And by the end of the year, we'll be in the green. And finally, rents will significantly be higher than where they are today. I believe another 10 to 15% is still in play for 2023 as the rental crisis worsens and we see immigration increase as well into the country. I hope you guys have enjoyed this video. Let me know in the comments down below what you think is gonna happen. Do you think we pause or increase rates at the next RBA meeting? I hope you guys have enjoyed this. Thank you so much again for the support. Stoked to be a finalist in that award category and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.